What's up, everybody? Special edition with a very special guest, Harlan Williams, joining We Are Live. It's Chris Denman, Travis Sherrell. Good to see you, sir. Yeah, Welcome you to St. Louis, man. Thank you. Thank you. Very St. excited Louis. to have you. It's been, we were discussing this pre-show, Travis, 12 years since Mr. Williams has uh, appeared in St. Louis. He'll be at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. You guys need to go check him out. Harlan's extremely funny, very talented. Uh, 12 years since he's been here. Can you explain the reasoning for that? Is there a dislike for the arch? Mm, Toasted yeah. ravioli? Not a big fan uh, of Cardinals baseball? I don't, what's going on with you, Harlan? You know, it just was logistics. It just uh, mm. it was just... No uh, banning of any sort? No. No behavior? No, no. no. <laughs> okay. Unless David Keckner didn't want me here, you know. He's a Missouri guy. <laughs> yeah, he probably... I thought yeah. you guys would maybe be cool. We're buddies, but I think he's territorial. <laughs> Yeah, like I if you that. ever are out on the highway and you see him urinating around in like a, a large swath, that's him marking his territory. He's like a lion. <laughs> and, uh, he, d he told me he doesn't want me in his urine circle. And I hate I when he does that. it's about 700 square miles. <laughs> he drinks a lot of Newman's own so lemonade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As you do in southwest Missouri yeah. where I grew up. Yeah. What an interesting take on things. I'm very upset yeah. to hear that. I'm, it's, I kind of actually am a little nervous about welcoming you into our studio. Yeah. Are you sure this ban has lifted? Yeah, I talked to him. Okay, and, you worked uh, it out? Yeah, we worked it out. So. Okay. Um, you mentioned David Keckner, and we didn't talk about this, but uh, our lovely producer, Chris Gardner. Uh, Travis, I don't know if you heard about this. Our friend Beth worked with Dave Keckner. There's a little bit of history you had done like an Instagram, it was an Instagram series. This is before all this was happening, by the way. This is somewhat ahead of its time, right? With David Keckner and yeah. yourself? Yeah. Was it Steady and Shakes? Steady and Shakes, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why am I talking about my video? You know, I no, no, it was, I, it was this idea that uh, David had for a movie. He, yeah. he, we, he'd been talking to me for years. Right. He goes, I want to do a, a movie or a, a series cop thing and i go what is it he goes it's called steady and shakes and i'm like how does it work he goes, well i'm gonna be the guy who's steady and you've got the shakes and i'm like that's it i said it'll never work you are you an idiot like it's just like the dumbest idea and i just kept saying no 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 and, and then he goes well we can shoot it on instagram and when instagram started i think you only had five seconds or something something or that, short yeah. 10 yeah. seconds short, yeah, yeah. So we sh I, I said, okay, I could do that. I could shoot 10 seconds. <laughs> you, you became a little more open to the idea. Yeah, so we did, I think we did uh, eight episodes of <laughs> stead Steady and Shake. So what's that, 80 seconds? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. So, I'd say any form of compensation for yeah. that is quite fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're looking at so the logistics of everything. Yeah. Garner, do we have a clip of this? Oh, God. Let's see Steady and Shakes. Steady and Shakes. Oh my, look at these guys, ready to rock. Oh my God. <laughs> Steady and shakes. <laughs> we shot all of it in his front lawn, too. That's, that's the most humiliating part. I'm not even joking. Oh, is that uh, that's CBS over in Studio City, or where'd you where'd you knock that out? Long, <laughs> and he had to leave on a family road trip that night, 
So he had a he had a giant Winnebago in the driveway. <laughs> they hadn't even loaded it. I, he, he goes, yeah, I want to shoot this thing today. And I go, are you leaving on a family <laughs> camping trip? He goes, yeah. So in the background, like they're packing and the kids are all there. It was just the most unorganized, like crazy day, but well, we did it. We could maybe revive it. I think you could put some work behind it, Travis. You're an interna- international screenwriting icon. I wouldn't could go you... say icon, Chris. I haven't had any awards yet. But I mean, I'm you're head of Sesame Street writing. Yeah, well, I wouldn't go that far either. Please don't tell people. I think that you phys- I think right. there's. We could roll table. Where you've said you are several now. times. Ah. I mean, you spent three months in Brooklyn, so I think that qualifies <laughs> you to, to run a. Iconic children's show. But (laughs) speaking of which, Harlan, of course, creator of Puppy Dog Pals. And I was telling him before we got into the studio how I'm a fan, of course, of his in regards to his comedy. But certainly now that I'm part of the children's media world, uh, to to meet the creator, creator, perhaps (laughs) one of the more popular. My nieces absolutely love it. And they're huge fans of Bingo and Rolly. And yeah. so it's just really cool to finally meet the man who made Thank the magic you. happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How how did that project come about? That's like that. I would have I would have not perhaps anticipated you wanting to to create your own animated show, but it's not only wildly successful, but it's it's wildly you. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it uh, I, you know a lot of people don't know, but I studied animation in college. Okay. And so uh, it's always been kind of there in the background. I kind of turned my back on it because it, it, when I studied animation, it was known as classical animation which right. is the disney style where you had to draw and ink everything right. and you, you turned know? your back on it huh you turned your back on I it i turned my you back on it kid wow. yeah i turned right around like harland where are you going yeah. oh come, come back. back oh boy come back you dirty little bastard <laughs> nobody leaves the mouse <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, it was just too tedious a process back then. Right. You know, everything That's was crazy. done by hand. It was pre-computer. So I just, I, I needed something more immediate and quicker. And, and stand-up comedy is like, you get your answer in, in the moment. So blah, blah, blah. And I I always had people in Hollywood that kind of knew my background right. and were kind of trying to pull me back. And, and so finally this one guy, this manager, just said, hey, just come with me and... and you know, we'll go, I'll set up some pitches, and if you have some ideas, and I said, I don't really want to, but okay, he was pretty, you know, if it wasn't for his persistence, I wouldn't have done it. I probably wow. said no to him 10 times, and he just, and, and the, it was almost because of his persistence. I was like, you know what, I like this guy. He just keeps knocking on my door, and I'm going to do it, you know? You're so dramatic, Harlan. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you, know. you knew you were going to say yes after the first time. You just no, I really him. did. I said no to the I had no desire to do it. and uh, But he, he was so pr- – and this was over years. Right. He just kept coming at me, and I said, you know what? You, you, you won't go away. I said, I kind of – I kind of something about that I'm starting to like. Right. You know? So I went into Disney, and uh, he took me in, and I had about four or five ideas, and I sat there, and I pitched them all, and – the the executive was like okay great thanks for coming in and i was literally like standing up halfway up out of my chair and she goes do you have any other ideas i don't know why she asked that but she did and i sat down i said well i have one other idea it's about these two puppies called you know the puppy dog papers and she was like oh tell me about that and of course that's the one that that's insane that wild that's yeah. crazy yeah i didn't, I didn't even <laughs> want to pitch that one and wow she, for some reason she asked and and that was the one they they 
like grabbed onto. This is what incredibly is a, interesting. Well, and not only that, one thing I certainly have found fascinating about the animation world is like how many creators and writers have that comedic background, that stand-up background. What is it about having that background that is that makes it so attractive for? either children's shows or animated projects. Like, I just, a lot of showrunners have that stand-up background like you have. I, I think it's just, you know, humor's so important, mm -hmm. you know. It's, it's a big element. You can have, a, you can have as much heart and, and, and drama and everything else, but I think if you don't have some kind of a comedic tone mm -hmm. through this stuff, it's, people want that, you know. Right. They, especially with kids' stuff. They want to they laugh. They want to see their kids laugh. Right. They, they want their kids to be entertained, and so... Um, you know, the humor I have in the show isn't at the level that I deliver to adults, obviously, sure. but, but um, I've always had a, a kind of a, a broad imagination for kids' stuff. You know, before nice. I did my animation, I, I, I had a bunch of children's books that I wrote and illustrated that were published. And nice. so, uh, so, yeah, just that's how, that's how it came about. That's so awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. That's it, really it is too. And with the idea process, and this could be just like a super super simple answer, but I don't know, maybe you have more of a process to it. Going into that meeting, did you take it serious or was it kind of a, hmm, we'll see. And then the ideas that you took, are they ideas that you sat down and said, I'd like to come up with five well-formed ideas or is this something that you're like, eh, I could run with a few of these. Uh, I, to be honest, I didn't take the meeting that seriously right. because I just, you know, it, it was Disney and they're huge and, and I wasn't a known entity in that arena, sure. you know, and I just thought it's probably like everything else in Hollywood. Everything's kind of a niche and a, and a club, right. you know, it's, right. it's sometimes hard to break through. And so, uh. I, I didn't really think much would come of it. And, and the other ideas were actually ideas that I had been working on over the years that were just kind of in my file cabinet, sure. you know. And, uh, and Puppy Dog Pals was one of them. And, uh, but the other ones I thought were more imaginative and more kind of original. Mm -hmm. But to my surprise, and this really shocked me, um, when I, once I sold the show and we were green lit and we were developing it and doing all the artwork, one of the executives at Disney said to me, he said, you know, Harlan, Disney has never done an animated show about puppies. And I thought, wait, really? what? Yeah, they've That's done movies, like 101 right. Dalmatians, sure. but they, Disney has never done a cartoon about puppies. That's so, crazy. And I thought, that's like having cereal without milk, right, you know? Yeah. Right, that's and when they, unbelievable. When I they said that, that, I kind of went, I think this is going to be a hit. Okay. Because... It, it just, you know, first of all, puppies. Yes. And second of all, <laughs> Disney. On, right. Like, it, it, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, right. this, this is just almost, how can it miss? And so when we started, they told me that two years is the average run for the Disney Junior, like preschool shows. Okay. Yes. Three yes. years is a hit and five years is a monster. And so... um and so I, in my head, I went, I, we're going to get five years. Like I just, I, I just kind of felt it. And the fact that we're at three now yeah. is, is really cool. And we're waiting to hear about a fourth and, and, uh, so it just keeps growing and doing well. And, and, well, talk, about, and talk a little bit about that, that versatility, because one thing we notice when we are out in LA is that, uh, you're not just a stand-up comedian. You're not just an actor. You're not just a writer. You have to be able to show the industry, especially now that you are multifaceted, how important 
has that played a part in your career, being able to be the, the writer, the comedian, the actor that can step in and play that particular character? Like, how essential is that to have as you try to obviously make a long career like you have in this industry? Yeah, I, I don't know that it's essential. Like, I don't know if you sit down and go, okay, I'm going to map my career and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do... I'm going to be an actor and a singer and a dancer and right. you know I'm a, I'm looking forward to the dance part of your career. <laughs> you are? I am. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be doing that later on the roof of the Olive Garden in my underpants. Um but um out in Bakersfield. <laughs> yeah, Bakersfield. <laughs> but uh I I think you just kind of zone in on one thing and 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 in the entertainment business as you guys know it 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 opportunities spring off of of one element like I started in stand-up but I was very aware that from stand-up potentially could come acting right. and voice work and this and that and tv and film so I was aware of it and writing and stuff like that and directing and all that stuff so I, I think you you keep an open mind to everything but okay. I don't I don't know if people generally sit down and go okay for five years, I'm going to be an actor. Right. Five years, I'm going to... I think, in a way, you kind of got to let it pull it where it wants you to gotcha. go, too. Gotcha. So there, there's control, but there's also stuff that you just got to let it happen. Right. You know? what, what took you into, in the 90s, is different than now. Like, there used to... Ha there was, like, a sweet spot of, like, holding deals. They would hold out it oh, just yeah. for laughs and much. And you'd get yeah. paid $300,000 to not work with anyone else and just develop a series or and maybe that wasn't everybody but those were out there yeah what took you from canadian dude moving to la doing stand-up to getting a big role in dumb and dumber or something about mary i mean it, it could be very easily charted but was it just that people enjoyed your comedy or your your brand and that it kind of you just worked into that? Like you got in good with the casting people? How, how did that no, work out? No, no. Uh, with me, it was like I kind of built up my act in Canada, and then I did the Just for Last Comedy Festival. Yep. And then there was one manager there. He, bless his soul, he just died about two months ago, a guy named Howard Lapidus. He handled Jimmy Kimmel and I've Tom Green and yeah. uh, Dr. Drew. and. Mm -hmm. And he was the one guy at this big festival in Canada who was from the States. And he, he, um, he approached me and said, here's my card. If you ever decide you want to move down to Hollywood, you know, I'd, I'd be interested yeah. in managing you. And, uh, and so I took him up on it. About a year later, I went down. And so he was kind of the doorway for me to at least get down there. And then once I was there, things just started happening uh he super was, quick like, yeah i would say so going yeah. out and he's knocking on doors for you and then you get into some of the i mean just the fact that you were part of those two movies i mean those could go down as some of the i mean probably biggest comedies ever like as far as film goes well, that's certainly wouldn't you say our generation will put it in their top 10 top I mean, 20 so yeah that. and i mean that was kind of the what I mean, was the second one uh it was something about mary oh yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> i was like D i didn't say the wrong thing Did I? no like, no i didn't hear yeah. the second oh one, but yeah, yeah, yeah those two are oh my god I mean, yeah dumb and dumber was my first movie it was the first thing i ever acted <laughs> in so <laughs> you look yeah. at jim carrey who i mean where did you work initially when you went to la did you go to the comedy store or i went to I, I primarily worked at a place called the laugh factory oh yeah and yeah. that's where jim saw me jim yeah. was working out there because he was doing in living color so he'd come do sets on the weekends 
And that's where Jim Carrey saw me. And then Jim's the one that he loved my stand-up. So he asked the the Fairley brothers to see me when awesome. they started that's casting. Awesome. Canadian um, dudes looking out for each other. Yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> that. Yeah. I like that. Was, it was great. Jim was instrumental. Would you would you have ever expected uh, a Fairley brother to have an Oscar? Uh you know what? The, as as much as like you said earlier, the the, the idea that a guy like me has a kid show—that's yeah. what I love about Hollywood. Yeah, you just yeah. don't know, don't and that's know, what right. I was talking about. <laughs> In a way, you just have to let it pull you, and it's it's like a stick floating down a river, you know. But yeah. you know that the river's powerful, and it it leads to a lot of people drinking the water, you right. know. So. To be a stick in that current, it can it can drag you one way, and you can sit in a little eddy for a while. But then a storm comes and it washes you, and then you're going down a waterfall, and it's it's a really kind of uh, tumultuous journey. But it has its kind of slow spots and its fast spots, and it's it's uh, you know it's, that's just the way it meanders. So I'm not surprised. No, it, it's kind of cool. What what are some of the biggest lessons you've taken from that journey? Like again. To, to maintain the type of career you've had for as long as you have. Now, a lot of people obviously can do that. So what are some of the lessons that you picked up along the way that helped you to where you are now? The lessons I think I've learned is, is uh, you know, follow your instincts, mm-hmm. but also, um, you know, if opportunities come, like, like grab them and worry about what they lead to after. Like, okay. You know, at one point I was, uh, you know, on the real like hot list when I was, you know, <laughs> right. after Dumb and Dumber, starring in mo- in your own movie. Like yeah. that's not like that's not a th- like people don't get to do that. Like, yeah, I know, and that's something that 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 you know th- there were there were opportunities that were presented to me that I passed on that I probably shouldn't have back then. But but that's that's part of being naive and 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 growing into an industry and stuff. But I would just say if anyone who's doing it now, like if something good is put in front of you like do it and then worry about worry about later if it was a good idea or not you know if 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 it's something normal i mean if someone says we want to do a movie of you beating a seal with a club you well, don't want to do that talk one talk to your agent first <laughs> yeah talk to your agent <laughs> ask who your co-star will be <laughs> but if, if it's something that's in your general field and you know like like get it and keep going because that 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 creates momentum and it just you know it it helps build but uh you know but i think every actor in hollywood could tell you that they you know missed an opportunity or passed on something because you know it's just it's a tough it's a tough field to navigate you're 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 a modest guy or a very normal guy but so maybe you won't because you don't want to look a certain way but is there an opportunity that you could have taken that turned into a big one for a certain actor like that maybe they were i'm sure at a certain point there were actors um that would get parts that it was one of you three right there would always the people would cast in similar right. things was there anything that turned out to be a major hit that you could have been in that you pass on that you still think about or is it just kind of <laughs> one of those things where it's like eh, that would be a little convoluted to say i would have had that role no, I mean the only the only thing was in the beginning of Dumb and Dumber, I was up for the the co-star with Jim. So, oh. the final audition was me and Jeff Daniels in waiting in the room. Oh wow! Yeah, it, they, they, they they the Fairleys just loved me, and and at one point they they wanted me for that that co-starring role, but but um, 
what happened is Jim's uh, Ace Ventura came out and he went from being kind of like the nutty guy on Living Color to a, all of a sudden a huge star. Right. Massive. So suddenly they threw a second net out all over Hollywood for him to have a co-star. And even after going through everyone, they came back to me and it was me and Jeff. I remember sitting in the, in the audition room wow. with him at the, at the very, on the last day, it was me and him. And I'm, I'm looking at him. We're just looking at each other. <laughs> and I'm going, here's a guy who's, I think, either won an Oscar but nominated for sure. And here's me, a Canadian kid who's only been here like three years and has never acted. So I knew he was going to get it. <laughs> but the fact that, that they offered me that You're role in, as the literally cop, in the room. Was, they just handed it to me. And I was like, thank you. You guys didn't owe me a thing. So yeah. it was a blessing. And. So that wasn't something I passed on, but it was something I got very close to, right. which, which probably would have maybe taken me in a different path. Sure. But I, I don't think about what I don't got. I always think about what I got. And the only other role that I passed on that I sort of wish I had done, it was a very small role. Um, and it, most people probably go, whatever. But to me, it was like a really fun role after I saw it. It was in... Um, it was in Office Space, that, that Mike Judd yeah. movie. It, it, which turned into, and probably the DVD sales during that time, like, it's very well thought of. Yeah, And, and it it's was a big great. deal. Yeah. yeah, and there was a, scene, a short scene where there's this one guy who does a thing called the O-Face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, it turned into kind of an iconic scene, and I, at one point I was I offered remember, that. I remember, we're 35 <laughs> and yeah. idiot males, so we yeah. know what the O-Face yes, line yeah. is. Yeah. It was a great little scene, and, <laughs> and, uh, and it was one I, I was asked to do, and I passed on it, oh. and I, I wish I had done it, because it, partly because the movie was so great yep. and also once i saw it acted out uh by this guy named greg i forget his last name but i, I did a, i ended up doing a movie with him later and he was just the nicest guy right. and and he did such a funny job and, and i thought that was a great little cameo that that would have been a lot of it fun. it was and he nailed it but he did, to yeah. the <laughs> to the cuteness or the the funness of that movie Seeing Harlan Williams pop up for that role would have been... It would have been fun, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I kind of wish I had done that one. But, I, uh, we I, all have our favorite roles of yours, and we were talking about it beforehand, Gartner and I, because we're big fans of Down Periscope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> only because like, when you look back on that film, I cannot imagine that the writers had anyone else in mind for that <laughs> part than yourself. Do you want to have a favorite role? And, and Down Periscope, like that was, that was, that was, I felt like that was your role. Like that was meant for you. What was that like? That was, that was an interesting role. I, to be honest, I initially wasn't that excited about it. I actually <laughs> said no to it. At really? One point. Yeah. I, they offered it to me and I said, no, I, I told my agent no. And, and they said, well, they really want you. So I was, I was cocky. It was my second movie. And I was like, well, <laughs> tell them, tell them, tell them we want more money. Perspective is so great, isn't yeah. it? You're like, what was I doing? <laughs> no, it was, it was, but in a way it was the best thing because it, 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 I, I got a better deal. I got more money. Nice. And that was the movie, believe it or not, that blew me up. It wasn't Dumb okay, and Dumber. Okay. It was that movie that 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 everyone just freaked out over, which <laughs> surprised me. But I think one of the things that really did it was there's a scene in the movie where I play a sonar guy mm -hmm. in the submarine, and at one point the uh, 
the captain Kelsey Grammer asked me to make some whale calls. Yeah, you know, to uh, to try and make the other submarine think right. that they're chasing a whale, not another submarine during the war games. And um, and so what happened? That move, that scene was just like kind of like the hit scene of the whole movie almost. And what happened is... They Did you want to play Kelsey Grammer real quick? No, not at all. I, I mean, I don't remember how it went, actually. Oh I don't know if we have a camera angle, but... Uh. Yeah, it was fun. But but the story behind that is even more interesting because the, um, the, uh, the, the directors and the producer came to me, uh, I don't know, about halfway through the, the shooting, and they said, we're cutting the whale call scene. And I said, why? And they said, well, we don't know how to do it. We don't know how to generate the whale call. It's just too logistically, we don't, we, we can't do it. And I said, no, 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 I'll give you the whale call. And they said, how? And I said, guys, just trust me, leave it in. I said, leave it in. I will give you the whale. And, and to their credit, they, they looked a little baffled, but they said, okay, we'll leave it in. And then on that day, we didn't do any rehearsal. We didn't do anything. No just on the day, they said, okay. And we started shooting. And then I broke out. The, Wee! I started doing this whip. And the whole crew, when we finished that scene, it was like it exploded with laughter. Everyone just went nuts. Because it's about a, you know, it lasts about a minute. Yeah. It goes on. I feel like it goes on for a while. And, and, and it's a sub. So I wandered through the whole thing. <laughs> Like I'm doing all these, you know, I'm doing all these, all these whale noises. That's the part that sold it. It's yeah. not just because you think, okay, whale the background sound. So silence. you just stand there and make whale no. sounds. No, no he's got to move. The part that yeah. sold it is all of a sudden you'd be, you'd be on one side and then yeah. Yeah. another sound goes to the other. Yeah. So it's like you're playing different characters. Different with whales, whale. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so when we, when we finished that scene, I just knew like everyone just, when you make the, the it's, it's one thing to make the crew and the camera people laugh, but when you make your cast members laugh and they're already comedians, right. it's just, like it was like an eruption. <laughs> I just went, wow. And then, and then we did like three or four more takes where because they were so like, they liked it so much, I just got bigger and bigger and I started like making, you know, I started going like, you know, I just started, I just, the body language was crazy. And, uh, and I think that was the this the, not just that scene, but the, I think they liked the character too because right, he right. was kind of subtle. But that surprisingly was the movie that 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 just sent the town like they everyone wanted me for something. That's awesome. It was it was That's exciting. Awesome. Yeah, That's yeah, really cool. It <laughs> certainly <laughs> is too. And to be able to just showcase like a, a thing you would have gotten in trouble for and as an elementary school student. Yeah, like, right. Like, yeah, <laughs> look at me now. Yeah, <laughs> unless you went to a school by the sea. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Then you'd I probably get a golden that. star. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Mary's School for Marine Biology sure, Children. Yeah. Yes, I like yeah. that. Our Lady of Chum. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, growing up in Canada and then making your way, I guess, to, I mean, literally like the apex of entertainment in America, the world, wherever. Uh, do you make it back to Canada much still? And do you kind of, I feel like it's cheating because everybody, we're so, we joke about it, but we're in love with every Canadian comic that comes through. All of a sudden we're best friends with Tom Green, our buddy Ian, uh -huh. all these things. And you guys do it. But the, the mindset, and maybe it's because we're Midwest people and we're 
I think a lot of that has to do with it. Canada better in the polite department, but I think that has something to do with it where has, we appreciate have, that. We, their, their sensibilities are very similar yeah, to that yeah, of yeah. Westerners, but, and that's why I think we have a huge appreciation. But for I that. also like that you've lived in this vampire town for so long, and you still maintain the mindset that I assume was instilled upon you growing yeah. up where you grew up and with the parents that you had. Yeah, that's right. It it, it is weird. I think about it a lot, you know, because it's, it's, I am in this weird mix, but I, I feel like I've been able to just separate myself from a lot of the trappings of, of Hollywood and just live my my life and do do my stuff and uh, you know not not uh, step on any of the Hollywood landmines that I think a lot of people do it's a tough place it's a tough town it absolutely is and yeah. it's it's oh man it, it, it's the mines that you can hit in your industry and the wrong paths that you can take are all over the place. Yeah. So just the fact that you've maintained the career that you have is just so impressive. So it's, oh, thank it's been you, fun man. to watch, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Absolutely. Travis, you're going to go to Helium this weekend and see Harlan? I believe it. I am. I'm just, oh, I'm proud of you for getting that band lifted, the Kechner band. This oh, is a big God. day for you. Well, man. plus your, this town was starting to smell. Yeah, it's getting yeah. really weird. Yeah, that <laughs> beast. <laughs> ammonia. Yeah. Oh, salt. <laughs> like... <laughs> And he eats a lot of Count Chocula. His pee smells like vampire vomit. Yeah, yeah. That's, I would have never went that way, but yeah. you just nailed it. Like I'll that's just go so out true. And sniff. You'll go that way. <laughs> I'll try that. Well, I hope you enjoy St. Louis. Gardner, did you want to kiss any down periscope ass anymore? You no, it was good. No, yeah, I just you're, glad you're it was brought up. I, there was something I was thinking of. I'm picturing you and Jeff Daniels in the in the room ready. You know, it's down to you too. Yeah. Are you familiar? I don't know if you're a basketball fan. Do you guys remember when Larry Bird took the three-point contest really off. serious? He would walk into a, into the locker room of the All-Star game. Like, oh, my gosh, we're all taking a break. We're going to do the stupid skills game. He would walk into a room and say, which one of you assholes is taking second place today? I feel like that would be how Jeff Daniels would kind of intimidate you at the same time. It wasn't necessarily like no. he didn't walk in with his chest puffed out. No, like he was, when movie, I walked huh? in, he was sitting uh, sitting to the right of me. I, re- I remember it so clearly because it was a pretty, like, you know, such a big moment, you know. And uh, I remember him sitting there. He's very quiet, and we nodded and said hi, and... And I went in there with my A game, but I also knew that, you know, I knew when, when all this stuff started with Dumb and Dumber, it was like I was the guy and they weren't really looking at many other people. Mm-hmm. And, and then when, when Ace Ventura came out and Jim went from, like I said, the living color guy to a bona fide movie star, they were bringing every comedian right. and big actor in town. And so... I was kind of out of the fray for a bit, and then the fact that they brought me in at the end, like like right on the last day with Jeff, it was like, I was like, it's probably not going to go my way, but I'm going to give it everything I got, yeah. and I'm not going to think negatively, but that there's a reason he's here, and there's a reason why they recast, you know, they went out wider and, mm-hmm. and more... Mm-hmm. So, so I kind of, I kind of sort of saw the writing on the wall, but I was also like, I'm not rolling over. I'm going to go in there and, and give it, you know, go and out swinging the fact that you just made it there too. Like, you're oh there. my that gosh, was the yeah, I couldn't believe time. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember when I, the, the first meeting, like, this is how new I was to the, the process. Okay. My first meeting with Peter and Bobby Farrelly, I walked in, 
I almost feel like an idiot saying this. <laughs> they immediately hit him in the nuts. Like that's no, their brand of humor. I, 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 I sat down and we were in a room and I sat on the couch and I looked at them and they're like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, great, great guys. Yeah. And they say, uh, great. So did, uh, so did you bring your script? And I said, what script? And they go, your script for the movie. And I said, I, the script? I didn't. I don't have a script. And I remember Peter just looking at me and turning by and goes, this is our guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'm like, what? <laughs> so they literally had to go and... <laughs> they thought I was an idiot. Like, I, I, I really was dumb. I was either dumb or dumber. I don't know which one. <laughs> but they literally had to go print me my sides, oh. and I had to read with them. After they printed, it, it was it, it was just hilarious. I, I had no idea. I thought it was just a sit down, like, hey, I, I didn't know how it worked. <laughs> just, it was, wow. just a niceties exchange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just Peter, like, just like dumbfounded. He was like, this is our guy. <laughs> I'll never forget it. It was well. Damn it, you're St. Louis's guy this weekend. Oh, good. Helium Thank Comedy you. Club. Thank what you. a great conversation. What else do we need to look out for? Come, I know. Um, big shout out to your work on all things comedy, and we see you popping up all over the place. What uh, What do we need to look forward to? Well, I have a really exciting project. That's uh, it's a secret project, but it's uh, I'm launching it on my own, probably on January 1st, right at the beginning of the year. It's uh, going to be on a thing called Patreon, which yes. is a, a website where you can join and, and make a small donation to support the artist. But I've been secretly working on this project where I've been shooting footage all over the world, and uh, it's it's it's... I'll give you the name. It's called Two Guys in Their Underpants. Okay. And it's going to debut right, on in the new year, and it is it is completely, like, fresh. There's nothing like it out there. I won't even tell. I, I'm not okay. going to give it away, but. Who's the second guy? I can't tell you. Ah, nice tease. Yeah, it, it's not even me. I'm not even oh, one you're of them. E you're yeah, just a creator. It's two guys in their underpants, and. Uh, you gotta check it out. It's it's gonna be something like you've never seen. It's it's outrageously ridiculous and just I'll give you a little teaser. Uh, recently, uh, they were both thrown over Niagara Falls for real. So these two guys oh went over God. the real Niagara Falls. That's that's just one episode. Oh my God! Yeah, and and another episode. I'll, I'll tease you with this. They, they just <laughs> tease away. They just we just finished editing an episode where they were flying around on a six foot long ice cream sandwich at the Burning Man Festival. So oh my! So it, God. it's gonna be pretty wild. So two guys in How their underpants. How do you get Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer in the air on, <laughs> on an ice cream sandwich? You'll and see, man. It's oh pretty. It's God. pretty. It's gonna be pretty. It's visually and just it's it's gonna be. I don't think there's anything ever been put out there like this. Travis, project. I'm almost so, certain. Travis, just we by are, the we are experts in body language yeah. and and talking to people. We've just hammered out. I don't know how many interviews over the last four years. Did you see the way he was speaking about it? Like that was his child that had just graduated honors <laughs> yeah, from some kind of academy. This is why I'm excited. This it's is why I'm, I'm getting tingly. I'm like, he perked up. This is very he real. He straightened up, and I was like, this oh my, this is yeah. It's going to be pretty wild, <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. So two guys in their pants on Patreon. Uh, probably going to, I'm 
tentatively uh, the first day of the year of 2020, okay. January 1st. Can I just give you my wallet now? Right. Like This sounds like something I need to uh, invest in. That's well, amazing. the great thing about Patreon, you can you can donate like a dollar or you can donate $50. It's up to you. So, but, but these episodes, I'm doing it all on my own. I'm shooting it. I'm editing it. I'm doing all of it by myself. So it, it requires... And I'm traveling. I'm, I'm, I shot an episode in Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. I shot an episode in Vegas. I shot an episode at Burning Man. I, I mean, th- these guys are going everywhere. And uh, so it requires, I hate asking people for money, but I actually need it to make this thing it's go. So hopefully uh, it's a real well. indie project, but I think, I think it'll definitely make you laugh. Okay. If it doesn't make you laugh, I'll eat your eyelids. <laughs> Is that... That's a thing. It's we That's are good. live. We recorded it. That's good. Cut the tape. Cut, That's it. Cut the tape. <laughs> Cut it.